Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Highly Functional. This is Brianne Showman, and I am joined today by John Cullen. John was given a Parkinson's diagnosis several years ago, but he has never let it stop him. Regardless of what you may be dealing with in your life, I think you can take some value and wisdom from John's story and mindset. So whether you are an athlete, a clinician, or a coach, I think you'll find this conversation highly valuable. So let's tune in. John, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm great. Uh, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. You are quite welcome. I'm excited to talk to you. You have quite a story, quite a journey. And I think it's, people may not be able to relate directly to what you're dealing with, but I think the overall situation and mindset, a lot of people can get some good value from listening to your story. So I'm going to let you dive in and just kind of who are you and why are we talking today? Sure. Well, I'm, uh, I'm John Cullen. And I think that the main reason we're talking today is because I'm an athlete who has Parkinson's. Um, I, uh, I, I was diagnosed uh, over five years ago and I'll go into the detail in, in that in a, in a moment, how that all occurred. But I was diagnosed over five years ago and my, my main uh, mantra is that I, I'm not going to let Parkinson's get the best of me. Uh, to me, it's just Parkinson's. And I, and I know that sounds a little trite, you know, people might say, well, no, it's Parkinson's. It's a big deal. Well, if you make, let it be a big deal, it will be a big deal. To my, to my mind, I'm never going to let Parkinson's have the upper hand. I have Parkinson's. It doesn't have me. So that's how I look at it. Now, uh, I was a, a lifelong cyclist and runner for years and years and years, uh, uh, all through the early 2000s. And I was actually kind of on a little bit of a bucket list uh, pursuit uh, when I ran into Parkinson's. Uh, in 2012, I cycled, uh, bicycled the Blue Ridge Parkway, which is a, uh, it's just a scenic uh, bikeway on the East Coast. It's about 600 miles, uh, about 1,000 feet, uh, about eight or 9,000 feet of climbing every day. So, you know, it's 600 miles. You can imagine it. Uh, over eight days, we did a lot of climbing. That went fine. Um, so uh, the next year I decided, well, I'm going to up my game and I'm going to go ride in the Pyrenees. So, you know, let's go from, you know, the mountains of Virginia and North Carolina to the Pyrenees. And uh, in 2014, I began my training uh, one cold winter morning. I was living in Wisconsin at that point. And uh, I began, I got my bike out as I usually do. And I started to ride and I noticed my right leg was not keeping up with my left leg. Just all of a sudden, like, for over the winter almost, you know, I put the bike away, but I got back on the bike. I was like, oh, that's really weird. So I thought, well, okay, I'll probably just train out of it. And all through the summer, all through the fall, all preparing for the Pyrenees, it just never, ever caught up. And you could actually see a size difference between my left leg and my right leg. My right leg was atrophied a bit and it was weaker. And I, I knew something was going on. I went off to the Pyrenees. There were 13 riders in, in the group and it wasn't a race. It was a group ride, but you know, everybody's super fit. And, uh, at the end of every day, I came in dead last by hours, by hour, you know, I'm like, I was shocked. I mean, I really was. I thought I was in shape and I'm like, I'm coming and crying. They're, they've had dinner, you know, and they're all drinking wine. And now here I come rolling in. I thought, okay, something is seriously wrong. <clears throat> so after, um, getting back from the Pyrenees, I went to the doctor and I was, um, diagnosed in 2015 with Parkinson's. 
Now, what's interesting is uh, Parkinson's is kind of a, a, a sneaky little disease. It, it really is, is taking little, little bits and pieces of you all along the way until all of a sudden it's really noticeable. It's not as if one day, one night you go to bed and the next day you wake up and you have Parkinson's. It, it's just kind of not, taking little pieces of you day by day, hour by hour, week by week, month by month, year by year. And so by the time I noticed it, uh, my dopamine levels, which is really what get, controls movement and those kind of things in your body, was already down 60 to 80 percent. So it already, already had been, that's how far down it was. So by the time you're diagnosed with Parkinson's, Parkinson's you're already in s- severe deficit. So I was like, okay, all right, all right, okay, that's fine. Um, my attitude immediately was, bring it. Let's see what you got, Parkinson's, <laughs> and let's go at it. And let's go. We're going every day, hand to hand. I don't care, you know what what it takes. And for the last five years, that's what what I've been doing is every day battling Parkinson's. Now, what's interesting is, <clears throat> at the end of every day, I go to bed weaker. I just do, you know, because it's just taking a little piece of me every single day and it goes, it goes to bed stronger. So every day I got to get up and fight Goliath, you know, at my door, right? Every day. And it's stronger. And, I, and so I have to have even more resolve tomorrow than I do today. So it's all about, it's all about keeping the fight going and not giving in. You know, many people say, well, I have Parkinson's, that's it. I'm done. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to go sit on the couch. I'm not going to try. Because it does get very frustrating. Um, so, for instance, a lot of the dexterity things like button buttons, uh, using uh, using my hands to screw, use a screwdriver, those kind of things, those begin to go away over time. You know, and, and all of a sudden you can't button your shirt. You've got to go to your, your partner and say, "Hey, could you button my shirt? You know, could you help me? You know, pull up my pants?" It's just it's a weird kind of feeling. It's like a Benjamin Button thing kind of going on. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I don't care. You know, I, I just don't care. My attitude is, oh, well, I guess I can't button shirts today, you know, so I, I laugh at it. I do not cry about it. I do not mourn. I do not mourn what I cannot do anymore. I just try to find a way around it. So to that end, um, I was a cyclist. I was a runner. Um, I just, uh, <clears throat> I put my bike away five years ago and finally got up the guts just this past, uh, this month, past month to give it away. I finally realized, okay, I'm not really, <laughs> I live in Asheville, North Carolina right now in the summer and the hills are very steep there and you get going 50 miles an hour on a bicycle with Parkinson's <laughs> and it's a, it's, a, it's a movement disorder, right? You can't, <laughs> you, you can't make the turn, you know? So I had to give it up. So I, I gave away my bicycle. <clears throat> I've, I've kind of stopped running any distances. I was doing Spartan racing. I'm, I'm losing the ability to do that because I can't really grab onto things and hold on to them. So I've, I've moved on to, powerlifting <laughs> something I think I can do for a while because all you do is pick up heavy weights right it doesn't require a lot of manual dexterity and doesn't require a lot of coordination so that's what I'm doing right now and when when I can't do that I'll figure out what the next thing is you know I'm just going to keep moving down the line um, it's not going to take me down uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to give up the battle I'm just going to keep fighting every day and and now so what what has occurred is that was kind of my own little battle going on. And I met this woman through Instagram last year who was following my story because I'd post things on, on my, my site about you know, my, my struggles or whatever. And, and she was, she's a director um, by trade and she kept saying, there's a story here. We just got to tell your story. We got to get your story out. 
like I don't know, there's no story here. It's just because it's my life. It's, they come, you know, nobody thinks they have really a big story, right? So she finally convinced me to, get, to hire a writer and see if there really was a story. And the writer came back and said, yes, there is. So we've begun working on a, on, a, on, a, on a documentary, about a half hour documentary. It's called It's Just Parkinson's. Should be out in the fall. Actually, they're coming, um, they're coming here to Florida in about three weeks to film, finish the filming. So that, that's also uh, launched my kind of new new logo, uh, which is called It's Just Parkinson's. So I think I sent you a copy of that logo. Yeah, so. you did. And I have a, an Instagram page right now that's It's Just Parkinson's. Um, we have a website, but it's not it's not developed yet. We're going to actually develop that and start start pointing people to that at some point. And everybody I, t I talk to or, or sees the uh, information on on uh, Instagram really likes it and is inspired by it. They really think it's a great a great story, and they want to be part of it. If they're if they have Parkinson's, they want to be part of it too. So it seems to have some legs, and we'll see where it goes from here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious because everyone. Obviously, everyone deals and processes with injury or sickness differently. Um, you already mentioned it took you, what, five years to actually get rid of the bike and just kind of fully admit yeah. that that wasn't going to be there anymore. What was the mental, emotional process or what kind of things were you dealing with mentally and emotionally as you had to start transitioning from one sport to another as, mm -hmm. th as that all changed? Well, I think... Um... Honestly, I had not really, um, I had moved from sport to sport as more of a defensive tactic and not really ever, I, I always thought, well, I'm going to get back to that. You know, no, no worries. <laughs> so it's only recently that I've had to deal with it. And it's been, okay. it, it's been quite emotional. Um, I, um, sorry. When I gave away my bike, that was a big hit, you know, because that was real, you know, that was like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right, Parkinson's, you won that battle. That's fine. But it makes me want to redouble my efforts. So, so I, I know there'll be other things I have to give up. I'm, Spartan racing's on the table right now. I'm not sure if that'll go down or not. Um, you know, I gen generally run the open division and it's a little less um, rigid in terms of rule adherence. So, you know, a guy with Parkinson's can actually still kind of run the course because, they, you know, if I can't get around the obstacle, if I can't get over an obstacle, I can go around it or whatever, do my burpees and that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm losing the ability to hold on and I don't want to get on like some of those A-frames and fall off. You know, so. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> so that, that, that may be next, but you know, the, the bicycle was the hardest because I was a cyclist, a hardcore cyclist for years. I mean, I raced, I rode thousands of miles in, in Virginia when I lived in Virginia and North Carolina. And, and so that was a hard one to give up because my identity was really uh, tied to the bike bicycle. I, I commuted via bike. I, I was always on my bike. So that was tough. And I think the way I got through that was to just say, I'm developing, I'm developing a new identity, you know, I'm developing a new me, you know, and I'm, I'm exploring the, the possibilities that exist with me. And it's kind of fun because, you know, if you're a cyclist, you're a cyclist all your life, right? And that's what you get really narrowed into that path. This allows me in, in many ways to say, oh, I was a cyclist, now I'm a, now I'm a weightlifter, you know, <laughs> completely different uh, categories, but it, I just think, well, okay, I, I look at it as an optimistic view. If I can't do biking, what, what else can I do? Let's take a quick break to talk about Venga CBD. CBD does amazing things to help with recovery, decreasing pain, decreasing inflammation, and improving sleep. But there's so many CBD companies, it's hard to know 
the difference between all the different ones, who's better, who's worse, and really what quality you're getting. That's why I love Venga. It's created and engineered by athletes for athletes. And not only is it made for athletes, but because of that, they use high testing procedures to make sure it's high quality, to make sure it has the amount in it that says it has, and to ensure that it's THC free. They also use a nano emulsion technology, which allows it to be absorbed into your system better than most products. If you already take CBD, I encourage you to at least give Venga CBD a try and see if you notice the difference between what you're taking and Venga's product. And there truly is no risk at giving Venga a try because they have a 60-day money-back guarantee. So head over to Venga Endurance. How do you spell that? V-E-N-G-A Endurance.com and check out their full line of products and enter code GETYOURFIX20 at checkout to get 20% off your first order. You can also get a link to Venga as well as all of my other partners at getyourfixpt.com slash partners. And now let's get back to our conversation. I know you've looked into the research a little bit, or if nothing else, you've lived it. How do you think staying active and staying involved in sport of some sort has helped minimize the, the process of your disease? I think exercise is a key component. And I think the more strenuous, the better. Uh, I really believe that. What we started to, I was doing CrossFit, but I wasn't really working as hard as I should have been working. And then when I switched over to uh, uh, powerlifting, I found that uh, by, by really stressing out my CN, CNS, my central nervous system, it actually kind of reset it every day. You know, it, it actually reset it. And, and the, the tremors, the, the, the rigidity, the bent over uh, posture, all that kind of came back and, and started to go away to a certain degree. Those, those uh, symptoms were ameliorated. So I really pushed on the weightlifting to just see how far I could go. And um, so I think, I think it's very, very important to exercise. I really believe that. And I think what, what the, the heavy weightlifting works for me. I think more studies need to be done on that. But I think if you look at most of the Parkinson's studies that's out there, exercise is really good for you. Movement is good. You know, obviously if you sit, Parkinson's just going to, you know, make it very hard for you to even move. Absolutely. And there's so much truth to the fact that, um, especially deadlift and squat, having that weight on your back does really (laughs) like get that central nervous system activated and, um, just does get that, those nerve pathways flowing a lot better. Yeah, it does. Cause when you have that weight on your back, your body's going, your CNS is going, ah, what's going on here? What are you doing to me? You know, get this thing off of me now. You know? So I think it actually, I think it helps, you know, I think, you know, I, I, I love to do heavy squats. I really do. I mean, for me, they're heavy squats. I mean, they're really not that heavy for maybe a normal human, a normal power lifter, you know, I should, I should say, cause I'm new to the sport. Absolutely. As a matter of, as a matter of fact, in two weeks at the end of this month, I'm going to be doing a powerlifting contest. I'm actually entered into a contest. So there's probably not going to be many guys that are 62 there. So I may have a chance of winning my age group because, you know, it's by one of those things by default, you know, if you go run a 5k now, you win your, win your age group at 62 because there's just nobody left, you know, it's in a, it's a game of attrition. 
Um, but it should be fun because it'll be me and a bunch of big, you know, guys lifting a lot of weight. They'll be like, here comes John Cullen. Oh, good job, John. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and then there'll be there, these brews just picking up well, so much weight. But it, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter. What matters is that I'm participating and that's keeping me stimulated. Absolutely. The trainer, like, I don't, I have no clue what your training normally looks like. Do, is your coach or trainer that you work with changing or modifying anything because like the intensity of the program or anything because of your Parkinson's or it's just kind of same intensity as any other athlete would be? Such a great question. We actually accidentally found out this was working for us because he, he, there's a, a program called Westside Barbell, which is a, which is a bar, uh, lifting uh, facility in Ohio that r- runs kind of a program that is basically, you lift heavy all the time. You're basically trying to get a one rep max squat every Monday. You're trying to get a one rep max deadlift every Monday. On Tuesday, you're trying to get a one rep max be- bench press. Maybe it's with chains, maybe it's with bands, but it's always a form of that. And it's a very, very, very intense, focused on heavy lifting. So everything you do is low reps, lots of weight. And we just accidentally found out that this was working because, you know, within about a few months, I, I, I'm all of a sudden like, I'm moving better. I'm less rigid. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm less, um, you know, I, I, my symptoms were going away. So we, we really found that completely by accident. So he's actually really pressed on the gas on that particular piece, which is just, let's lift heavy all the time. Yeah. That's awesome. Have you, and <clears throat> Have you had your dopamine levels checked since you started getting into lifting or changing up your training just to see if anything has changed there? I haven't, and I should do that. You know, but again, my attitude is it's just Parkinson's, so yeah. I kind of try to ignore all that. And I and I'll tell you why, because I f- I feel like when I when I when somebody says oh oh you're going to get this or have you had do you have this yet with Parkinson's I'm always like no I don't have it and the next thing I know I do and some of it's not fun you know like um constipation it's just i'm sorry you know it's just one of those things and, and i swear to god until somebody mentioned it to me i never had it now it's like oh my god i have it all the time or like uh my, my doctor said do you have dyskinesia i said don't have dyskinesia which is where you, you have uh, involuntary movements and now all of a sudden <laughs> because he's asking that question i have dyskinesia so i don't want to know anymore about it you know, I, you know in some way i want to be kind of going go in blind and say okay what you know what needs to happen now I've started to modify my approach and I'm doing a lot more research on Parkinson's and really start to figure that out. So uh, I will definitely have my dopamine levels checked at some point. I will definitely get in the program and see what else I can do to maybe keep these symptoms down. Yeah. I'd just be curious to see like if your dopamine levels are, you know, the same as what they were before, just the scientific side of it, what, how else is the body changing Mm -hmm. to allow the rigidity to decrease and allow your posture to still stay upright. Like, it's just kind of fascinating to me on how well the body can adapt yes. under different. Yes. Um, well, you think about it, my body was adapting all this time until, until it was diagnosable, right? You know, probably for years, my, my body was continuing, oh, we're losing a little dopamine. Let's, you know, let, you know, let's adapt this and let's adapt that until finally the body went, I can't do it. I can't, <laughs> you're, you're, you're stuck, <laughs> right? Yeah. The body is an amazing vehicle. It really is. And, you know, I'm, I'm constantly amazed at how well my body reacts uh, to, to exercise and, and, and those kind of stimulants to, to keep Parkinson's at bay. Yeah, it's pretty, it's fascinating. Any, just someone dealing with like 
any injury because so many people like you're you were good from up front to being like it's just parkinson's the end let's continue living life whereas mm-hmm. so many people get stuck in this like my diagnosis is diagnosis is me and yeah. have trouble breaking out of that i don't even because this is just ingrained in you so i don't even know if you can do this but any advice or thoughts you can give somebody who is stuck in that mindset and kind of could use some assistance breaking out of like being stuck in their diagnosis? Yeah. So I think the first thing I would say is even though I say it's just Parkinson's, I realize um, if you look at my logo, that's Atlas carrying the weight, you know, that is an extreme weight. It's, I, 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 I try to minimize it, but you know, that, my buddy Parkinson's is getting bigger and bigger all the time, you know? So, but, but I'm always going to, my, my attitude is when, if I'm in a wheelchair, it's just Parkinson's. If I can't walk, it's just Parkinson's. I'm not going to give up. I'm always going to, you know, do that. So that part of that is just my attitude and my mindset provides me hope. It provides me, uh, it it really provides me this ray of light in the darkness. You know, it's just Parkinson's, Parkinson's. It guides me through this process. I would say what I have found for myself I'm sorry, I'm getting choked up, but to yeah. be to to be accepting, to to be gentle on yourself, to not to to not get down on yourself. Oh well, you used to be able to do this. I mean, you can't do this now. What the hell? What, what's wrong with that? You know, I try to really be gentle on myself and just say, you know, that's fine. You need to find something else that you can do. I mean, that, that's part of it. I, I would say anybody who's suffering with from a diagnosis, if it's an injury, that that that's going to heal itself or heal over time there's one path that you follow, you know, in terms of recovery and rest and, and rehabilitation, that kind of stuff. If it's an injury that is going to be lifelong and a much more recurrent, I think that's where you have to reevaluate how you, um, how you assess yourself every day. You know what I mean? And to me, it's like, you know, every day I'm up and, and fighting and, and that, that to me is a good day. Awesome. Love it. Well, John, anything that. Actually, I'm going to do this, take a different direction with this. Um, I would love you just to talk more about the documentary you're doing and just more about Mm -hmm. that and plug it as much as you want. Cause I think it's really, I'm excited to um, see how that all develops and see what comes of it, just knowing your story. So um, I would love you to share more about that. Yeah. So first off, I have given the, the writer and the producer all, um, creative authority so i don't even know what the movie is going to look like oh, I'm, I'm just in scenes they're shooting scenes of me doing stuff so i have no idea i've not seen any 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 script i have seen nothing so i have no idea which direction they're going maybe they're going to turn into a war story or war movie or something <laughs> <laughs> there'll be there'll be gun battles and chases and you know they'll be like what happened to the you know the story here uh, of course that's not going to happen but my whole mantra has always been, I, I've always kind of fought my battle in the dark. You know, I, I didn't expect to be in the light. I didn't expect people to pay attention to me, you know, because I just, you know, I, when I lived in, when I live in Asheville, I was out in the woods running, you know, by myself, you know, just kind of battling this disease, you know, or, or, or taking it on hand to hand or, or just kind of having my own internal battle privately. And so it was really hard for me to switch gears and say, now I'm going to open myself up and let everybody see what I'm doing. Um, but the, the women that are, that are working on this convinced me that this is the right thing to do. And I, and I believe in it my, myself. I really do. At first, I, like I said, I didn't think there was a story. I was like, you know, it's just me. I mean, yeah, how can it be that exciting? I mean, there's no, there's, there's no chases. There is no gun battles. Um, 
so it's 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 a story of basically of my fight and my evolution through the process of of coming to grips with Parkinson's and and understanding as you go through the process you'll see that we we start from very basic five years ago it was very easy to say it's just Parkinson's right because you don't have very many signs and yeah I'm I'm tough and it's not going to get me and then five years later you know you got this kind of stuff going on and you know it's a reminder every day that you have it. Uh, IJP, in my opinion, it's just Parkinson's is more valuable to me today than it was five years ago. It just has that. It's more rock solid. It's more what I need right now. And I think um, I think others want it too. I think others need it too. And others have expressed that same opinion is that they they understand what we're trying to say when we say it's just Parkinson's. We're not trying to say, hey, get over it. It's just Parkinson's. It's we're really just trying to minimize it as a as an impact to our life. And, and that's really what I'm trying to do. Awesome. I love it. If someone wants to follow you, reach out to you, um, or even maybe just get you onto their podcast or anything like that, how do people find wonderful. you? Um, well, I have an Instagram page. It's just Parkinson's is my Instagram page. So you can DM me from that page there. And you can also follow some of the stories, some of the stories on there are behind the scenes of the movie making. Some of them are some little, little uh, analogies of, of how I see Parkinson's and that kind of stuff. So I'm really trying to share my journey as much as possible. Awesome. Well, John, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Great. Thank you very much. I had a great time. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed this week's conversation on Highly Functional. Before I go, I want to talk to you about my rope climb training program. In order to climb a rope efficiently and effectively, you need both strength and proper technique. If you have one without the other, it's going to be a lot more difficult to climb. You're going to use a lot more energy and you have more chance of failing. So if you want to be more efficient with your rope climbs in order to have more chance of success at your next race, pick up my rope climb training program. You can check it out at getyourfixpt.com slash courses, along with all my other online programs. Thanks again for tuning in today. And now it's time to go out and be highly functional.